Hello everyone, welcome back to a very special episode of Speaking Tangentially with Cecilia, also known as Sess the Plug, because I love to plug in numbers and get computing. Today, we have a very special guest here. Uh, Gaussian Elimination Gareth. Okay. Is my math name. Yeah, that's but a lengthy one. You can call one. me Gareth. Okay, Gareth, so you're back from college. Back from the University of Edinburgh. That is exciting. It overseas. Is How is it overseas? Uh, it's interesting. Uh-huh. It's exciting. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very fun. Uh-huh. And it's very different, particularly in the math world. Right. Uh-huh. So, do you, have you, like, declared a major at all? Or do you have to go into a certain major? Or is it just undecided in your... When, when I applied, I declared my major as civil engineering, okay. which is uh, building... Bridges, landscape engineering, coastal engineering, uh, dirt engineering, dirt. fire engineering, <laughs> water engineering. Wait, what? Uh, it's everything having to do with making things stand still and keep standing still and hopefully not fall down. But like, water? How? You gotta, you gotta know how to <laughs> make sure it stands still. <laughs> <laughs> keep it flowing through the pipes the right way. Okay, right. That's cool. Yeah. So have you taken any classes on the dirt or fire or water or just more of the building bridges type thing? Uh, all I've studied in civil engineering so far in semester one is uh, beams and how they break and how they bend and how much weight they can hold up. If you're loading a column from the top with weight, uh-huh. uh, you usually don't see this because it's such a small, um, such a small measurement in terms of like the total width of the column. But uh, as it shortens... Right, because you're putting weight on it. Because you're putting weight on it, uh, it expands. And the way that it expands, if it's a straight line, uh-huh. and the way that it bends uh-huh. uh, is first of all called buckling. Okay, and that makes sense. Fascinating fact, uh-huh. a straight stick, if you buckle it, makes a sign of, uh, or makes the shape of a sine wave. That's so cool. Which is very, very cool. And That's I don't know so why cool. yet. But you'll learn second semester? I'll, hopefully I'll learn soon. Sometime. Sometime. That's so cool. Yeah. Is it just like one period of it? Uh, it'll, it's one half a period. Because so it just bends just... straight out. Uh, and you can kind of imagine like a bow and arrow. If okay, you took so a straight stick and made a bow and arrow out of it. Um, but the curve is the a sine curve. The curve would be a sine curve. That's so cool. It's very neat. Uh, and obviously there are restrictions on that. It has to be a straight, uniform... Um, stick or right. column or beam or something like that. Uh, if it already has a bend in it, then it's going to bend differently. But right. it's kind of a basic fact. That's really cool. And have you seen that happen? Uh, I have seen that. And actually, anybody can see that happen. If you just have like a meter stick or something and you set it on the ground and you push, and you push down, down on top of it, you can see a then perfect that, sound wave. That curve that goes out is just yeah. a low. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, neat stuff. So that's civil engineering. You learned that in civil engineering. Okay, and then what other classes are you taking? Uh, Mechanical engineering, which civil and mechanical engineering are both aspects of engineering one, Um, and mechanical engineering is basically a freshman physics one hundred one class. Okay. So it's introduction to Newtonian physics, very basic uh, forces, right? Accelerations, velocities. And so, do you? Going into that class, did you feel prepared by taking physics junior year? Uh, going into that class, I felt overprepared. 
I didn't have to do much (laughs) at all. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that I learned new in that class was fluid dynamics for Newton's equation, which uh, is is complicated, and we didn't even learn that much about um, this semester because it's it's a really really strange field because you have to imagine instead of having one consolidated mass that you're studying like the the forces acting on the accelerations uh, the velocities the torques acting on it um, you're dealing with a fluid which is essentially infinite different masses that all move together in a particular way wow and there are ways that you can approximate its motion and ways you can approximate its velocity Mm -hmm. um but it's it's difficult fun fact about uh fluid mechanics Mm-hmm. If you have a a tank of water and you poke a hole in it, I like to imagine the uh, the flex tape commercial. Right, yeah. Where the guy slaps, slaps the flex it. tape on it. Yeah. Um the velocity of the water coming out uh-huh. at the end right. will be proportional to the square root of the height of the water in the tank. Okay. Above the hole. So if you poke a bunch of holes at like that 1 centimeter apart yep. going down you'll get a nice little um, kind of square root shaped curve. curve. Yeah, that's cool. Neat wow. Stuff. Very neat stuff. So that's in the physics mechanical engineering class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what else? And then uh, the big fish, which I guess is like most of what we're talking about today, is mathematics for engineering 1A. 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 Is that like the starting level? Yeah. And then next semester I'm doing 1B. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So is is this where your name comes in? This is where my name comes in. <laughs> Gaussian elimination is right. one of the most important things um, that uh, I've learned this semester. And it has to do with matrices. I don't know what that is. So matrix, uh, well, first of all, matrices <laughs> is the plural of matrix. Okay. One single matrix um, is just an array of numbers okay. organized in like a rectangle or a square. Is it just for looks? Just the, the shaping of For numbers? looks, but also, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, it becomes really, really functional, how you shape the numbers. And obviously, the order that they're in uh, is important. Why are they in a shape? Uh, they're in a shape just so we can make more sense of them. Um, of the numbers itself themselves. Yep, because they they all. Uh, anytime you have a matrix, it's assumed that all these numbers have a purpose together, and that they are important in the context of where they are in relation to other numbers. It's a little army of sevens or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so their matrices are a really um, deep and complex area of mathematics, uh-huh. but they end up being really useful when you're doing um, when you're doing calculations. So a lot of engineers um, use them to kind of help make sense of really, really difficult problems, especially problems where you might have, uh, you could imagine like an infinite uh, number of things that you have to deal with, which obviously we can't compute that at all, but matrices kind of help us approximate that uh, in the best way possible. Right. Uh, and one of the applications of matrices mm-hmm. is to help us solve complex linear equations. Okay. So a linear equation, the most basic form, uh, you can imagine you've got two equations. They both have to be, uh, they both have to be kind of, they both have to exist in the same world. They both have to be true in the same world. So 
at its most basic, you could have something like x plus y equals 1. Yep. And x... Now, I have to work kind of hard here to make a situation in <laughs> which these actually, uh, actually work. Maybe 2x plus y equals 2. Uh, now, off the top of my head, I can't 100% say <laughs> that this will have a solution. But right. what we can imagine is that you've got a line um, represented by x plus y equals 1, right. which in traditional slope-intercept form, you could have y equals 1 minus x. Yep. And then we could say for our other one, I think it was 2 equals, or no, y equals 2 minus 2x. Okay. And we want to find where those lines intersect by finding the x and y coordinates of the okay. point of intersection. Right. And that's the most basic you can get. And that's actually pretty easy to solve. Yeah. And most people know how to solve them, given that we have y equals something on this, uh, in one of the equations, we can plug all that in for y in the other equation yeah, yeah. and find the solution. That's easy. Right. But it can get a lot more complicated than that. Okay. And you could have, you could have, uh, for example, four by four, which would mean you have four equations, four different variables, oh, and gosh. four numbers. And as soon as you see that, it looks like a major headache. And it is, in a lot of ways, oh my gosh. a major headache. It stinks. And nobody likes to deal with them because uh, it's not nearly as simple as just solving one equation for a particular variable and plugging it into the other ones. Uh -huh. But matrices save us from that. So first, to go over a couple rules of matrices, um, in this particular application, we're only dealing with square matrices, which means the number of rows is equal to the number of columns. Okay, that's simple enough. Yep, so uh, the first equations we dealt with dealt with, <laughs> dealt with, uh, would be a two by two matrix because we have two equations, which is two rows, and each equation had two variables. Okay. So two by two. Uh -huh. uh, and you just imagine those numbers in a square. So the name of the game <laughs> is Gaussian elimination. Yes. Uh, we're dealing with square matrix. It could be of any size. It could be two by two. It could be three by three, four by four, anything, as long as the number of rows is the same as the number of columns. Okay. Uh, the rules are pretty simple. You can switch rows with each other. Um, so you could take number or row number one, you could switch it with row number three, okay. et cetera. Right. You can subtract or add um, to any row mm -hmm. a scalar multiple of another row. So for example, you could add two times row number one to row number two, which would mean that the first entry in row number one, you multiply that by two and add it to the first entry of row number two. Uh, and you do that with every entry um, after that, okay. which is difficult to visualize, but if you want uh, to, to have an example, you could imagine a matrix um, where all the entries are one. We're dealing with a three by three matrix. So if you're adding two times row number one to row number two, Take row number one, which is one, 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 multiply it by two, so you get two, 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 and you add that to row number one, uh, row number two, which is one, one, one. When when you add that, you end up with three, 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 okay, and that's that that's the basic um, the basic rules. Now, what you want to do in Gaussian elimination mm -hmm. is to end up with a matrix where everything below the diagonal, starting from the top left corner, going to the top right corner, is zero. Okay which is a little bit of an abstract thing to do 
but it is actually kind of fun because it takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of problem solving and a little bit of um, kind of that's so cool mental mental game playing. So you the the basic uh, concept is that you're going to use the first entry to clear everything below it. Okay. So if you're dealing with that one, well, that one, 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 one isn't actually a very good matrix to deal with. Okay. Because <laughs> you can see pretty quickly that if you're trying to get zeros below the diagonal, basically you just need to subtract one yeah. from the other two rows. Yeah. And then you get zeros everywhere below the first row. Yeah. Uh, but you get a lot more complicated um, if you pick random numbers for your matrix. But any matrix can be simplified to have zeros below the diagonal. Um, and I won't go too much into the rules of like how you do that and the properties of how you do it. It's a, actually a pretty straightforward method if you really want to get into it, and there are plenty of websites uh, to look for it. But what it helps you do is solve linear equations or nonlinear equations. Well, actually, I don't know if they're nonlinear. We can look at that later. Helps you solve sets of equations. Yes. Um, which, when you're dealing with really, really high dimensions, can be super helpful. So... For example, if you have three planes, you can find the line that all those three planes intersect at if okay. they intersect. That's cool. Or if you had four four-dimensional shapes, I don't know what those look like, <laughs> but you could find the three-dimensional surface that they intersect at. Okay. Um, and basically, that just helps you do a lot of calculations in mathematics. Cool. And so it is named after Gauss? Yeah, so Gauss uh, is a mathematician who I don't know enough about. Well, but... we learned about him in physics. Yeah, big, big name in physics. Um, he did some crazy stuff when he was younger. Um, he created a method for drawing a regular 17-agon, I think, using just a compass and ruler. Oh, I yeah, I read about that. Yeah, which is uh, apparently big news. Yeah. Very cool. Very Good for cool. him. Very cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I think he came up with this method for solving linear equations or sets of equations. That's cool. Very yeah. cool. Okay, so that is your big fish class. That's my big fish class. Okay. I mean, that's part of my big fish class. Any other things in that big fish class? Lots of things. Lots of things and in that big fish lots class. Lots of big math things. If I were to recommend to anybody listening to this podcast what to research on their own, try to learn on their own, um, to kind of give them a step up uh, and prepare them for whatever they might be learning in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, read about matrices, and most of all, read about vectors and vectors as matrices. Because you get into some crazy, crazy applications of uh, different mathematical um, properties that you didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, an old teacher of mine, Anton, just taught me a method of deriving the the sine and cosine law for like adding angles together mm -hmm. based on matrices. And That's it actually really cool. is a much, once you understand matrices and what they mean and what they are, it's a much simpler way of deriving um, those rules for yourself. That's really so cool. it's a really neat way of, um, of dealing with like multi-dimensional problems. Cool. Awesome. So vectors and matrices. Vectors, matrices, and those will help you solve pretty much anything. Oh, wow. That's giving me some confidence yeah. right there. <laughs> All right.
Um, okay, well, thank you for being here today and teaching us all of that fun stuff. Thank you for wisdom. having me, says the plug. Yes, thank you. What was it, Gaussian Elimination Gareth? Gaussian Elimination Gareth. That's a nice lengthy name. That you gotta take a... that back to Edinburgh and just <laughs> <laughs> flex on everybody. Please call me Geg. Get yeah. Geg. Geg. That's my name. Yes. Um, okay, well, thank you for being here today. Um, and hope to have you back sometime soon to teach us more about what you learned in the second semester. Um, and thank you again to all my listeners for listening, you lovely listeners. Um, and yeah, this was another episode of Speaking Tangentially with Seth the Plug. And happy mathing. <laughs>